Who told you that? I I have my sources. No, who the fuck told you that? <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Um, I've talked about it on a few other ones of this, but a goal of mine this season is to try to broaden, you know, hardcore and punk and DIY will always be our bread and butter. But I'm trying to connect to the other branches, um, to the other subgenres that clearly, um, you know, the stuff that we are born and raised on um, is connected to. And that's my guest today. And, you know, definitely as we're kind of starting to do a few more pop punk-esque uh, interviews and featuring those bands, um, this band specifically is one of those that is like, to me, very self-aware of the things in the pop punk space that are a little corny or cornballery. Um, but I feel like the way that they carry themselves is very um, much the way that a hardcore band would carry themselves. Um, not, and at the same time, there's tons of cornball hardcore bands. But without uh, without any more um, egregious um, comparisons as cornballery goes, um, please welcome the guy who said the thing at Hold Your Ground that I can't say <laughs> in replace of the thing that we all or most of us can't say, Jordan Black of Life Pacific. Thanks for joining me, my That's friend. Good. Of course, that's like the fucking funniest intro. To the point where, like, yeah, it's the guy who said the thing. I hold your ground. It's like, hold <laughs> right off the fucking gate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just something else you can add to your, um, you know, your DIY resume of all things. It'll, it'll, it'll be. I'm gonna put it in my fucking Instagram bio next to like ADHD or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jordan. Um, you know, really excited to have you. I think we officially met at at Hold Your Ground uh yeah or, no that that's not even true we go we back be even further. further yeah we talked longer at hold your ground mm -hmm. but we go back further yeah yeah but okay. what if, no because in the second time would have been no the second time would have been hold your ground you're right you're right okay so the first time okay. i saw like pacific was when you guys played in winnipeg and that was before scoped even started so we're like was that the at ballroom or something yet the park theater park theater and it was like that wooden room with the Big stage. That place yeah. is cool. It's what it's my favorite Winnipeg venue, sound wise, vibe wise. Um, they've also I haven't been there in a number of years, and they totally took out that back wall. So it's just a giant. Like it goes the front door of the building. You can see that from the stage now. No fuck. Oh, because I remember you. It's like right to the side you go, and you're walking in. And doesn't does the floor go down or some shit? Yes, that's what it does. Okay, because I remember like. <laughs> I remember what like it was like the end of tour, right? There was like four days left mm -hmm. after like warped and shit like that. And I remember like standing on the floor being like, this fucking hurts. Like <laughs> the angle's hurting my foot. Well, like, there, just... there used to be another venue in Winnipeg uh called the Garrick Center that had an even more slanted stage. And like it would be it, it's like double the cap. It's crazy. Is is the Garrick Center still there? No. It didn't okay. survive pandemic stuff pandemic? okay because i feel like i saw something about that on the internet because that sounds familiar because i was wondering if we played that before but i was like i don't we don't think we ever have yeah yeah but like 
Yeah, long, long time ago, and I was originally connected to uh, Luke, who plays guitar, and you know, it was uh, yeah, and uh, and you know, I was able to see you guys, and again, it was before Scope even started, so I think the Like Pacific sets or videos that I filmed were just under like my personal YouTube channel, which. I think they might be unlisted at this point, but I, I'm not. I'm not even sure. Not, and that's not even just uh, on on your guys. It's just like I think I unlisted a lot of things on my personal side because I was trying to get work at the time, and everyone's like, "You only film bands." So, um, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. What you mean you. Got, you're trying to make it like appeal to the masses, obviously, when you're in that line of work, right? And trying to get jobs and shit. So, right. But uh, yeah, like i think musically and the way you guys carry yourselves and all of that is like you know like i said the intro is a reason that i wanted to have you on and then i think the um <laughs> debacle i hold your ground was like okay like let's <laughs> um it, which is funny because the day of recording this is when they announced the the dates for 2023 so um it's yeah, very yeah yeah serendipitous of of all those yeah this is this, this was meant to be like this way it was supposed to go this <laughs> i way. guess so but um, but Jordan, as you know, before we get into the music chats, we have to check some beverages. So tell me, I know, what I know. You got. I've been hiding it. I've, been, I've been wanting to take a sip so fucking bad, but I'm gonna hide it. <laughs> so, so tell me what you're gonna be sipping on. I got a strawberry fruitopia fountain drink from McDonald's because I live behind the McDonald's and I don't eat the food there necessarily, but I love fucking getting this like three times a week. Mm -hmm. It's brutal, but I'm like, I could just go buy fruitopia from the store, but mm -hmm. that's not fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to come straight from uh from the uh like from the, the fountain. I, the need, I need to see that the, that's sitting in the back see, there. That's yeah, I need to see the clear red, clear red, clear. Red. I need to see right. that, or it's not real. Right. Like, um, is there any bad McDonald's in your neck of the woods in the Toronto GTA? Yeah, Queen Spadina. <laughs> oh, is that the one you live by? No, I I live in the East End, so I live one near like Gerard Square, but like oh, okay. One, the one at Queen of Spadina is like I, that place caused COVID and for sure <laughs> for sure the first case um it just fucking sucks like it's just like you you're guaranteed to go there and like get in an argument with someone or like mm. so many fights at that fucking place when I was like 20 years old with my friends because there's you would just walk in drunk and then you would just like get a drink and then someone asks you a question and then we're all 20 and we're cocky and then we just like became a problem so i was like I, i'll never go to that fucking mcdonald's again in my life right yeah there there are times where there's very i am not a google review person and i think there's yeah. a certain yeah. like breed of people that are like oh yeah. i need i need the world to know how my experience at olive garden was um because it was once or whatever <laughs> I, but, I feel like it yeah, sorry, keep going, keep going, keep going. No, keep going. I was just going to say there was a new McDonald's that uh, I, I've moved now, but uh, at our old place, it was like, oh, now it's not now instead of 10 minutes, it's five or whatever it was. And we went to it and I think we were sitting in like the, oh, just pull over here for like over 10 minutes. And I oh, like, oh, like they're like, hey, you ordered your food and like, hey, yeah. it's not ready. And we got like fries and a drink. It wasn't even like we're ordering for the like the fucking band. Were they fresh as hell when you got the fries though or no? No, it was underwhelming. <laughs> it was okay. enough time that I looked at my wife and I'm like, is this where we do the first ever negative Google review? And we opened it and it was like, it felt like it was updating live. Like people were live, like people were updating. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. in the drive-thru right now, also waiting in this shit. I'm also, I can see the guy pulling up the review thing on his phone through his rear view. I'm also in the parking lot. I fucking, this <laughs> is nuts. Dude, the Google review stuff is funny as hell. Like someone at my work, uh, like, okay, so like, so the chef at my work, we have like a really small kitchen at the bar. 
and like this like fucking asshole dude who was like dumbass fedora came in and he was like probably like 50 60 like old money like he's probably i think his wife is like in a sick in her 60s and she's got like a lot of money and they lived on the street and he's just like a fucking asshole and he came in the first time i guess and he ordered food and like for some fucking reason he like decided like oh that burger was really good i'm gonna go tell the fucking kitchen he like literally got up out of his chair like opened the kitchen and went into our fucking kitchen and i looked at our chef and our chef's like what the hell are you doing in here he's like (laughs) you guys make the pickles in-house and we're like what and he's like you guys make the pickles in-house and and i'm like in the kitchen like what the fuck and then like (laughs) he's like he's like man you gotta get out of here like what the fuck are you doing here and he leaves a google review was like (laughs) one star it was like great burger i just wanted to know about the pickles and i asked the chef and he was very rude oh my like, god he duped you for because he couldn't have back back door <laughs> I mean, access. i'm gonna use this advantage of like me having like background space to show you how it happened like so let's say the kitchen starts like fucking here sure he like all the way in, he was like it's pretty cool in here do you guys make the pickles I was like what the fuck <laughs> you walk like 20 feet into the fucking kitchen you're standing by the fryer he's like bro ass. Get a hairnet on or something. We have we have the fedora was hiding. The fedora was hiding what hair was there. I guess. I, I guess so. Damn. Well, um, shout out, <laughs> shout out to him. He'll never listen to this, but uh, you know, yeah. uh, I'll probably show him if I ever see him again. I don't know. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> are the pickles made in house? No. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that's the big takeaways. No, they're not. But like yeah. also like, dude, like fucking tip ten percent. Like eat my right. ass. Get it. Well, shout out to the McDonald's that are sourcing you the quality bev. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, and even if it took me ten minutes to get a thing, I'm not going to leave a one star review on it because I just I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because there are better things to do with. Uh... I think I, you. I always think that I'm like, yeah, you should do that, and they go, oh, you know what? And maybe I could just not do that. <laughs> I, th- I think for our generation it needs to be truly the most fucked up thing where it's like okay that's what i'm saying if it was a point where some guy like like you know i got like wielded a concealed blade at me and I'm like, oh yeah i'm absolutely running that shit like for <laughs> sure. like maybe i'll tell some sort of authority but like i don't know you know it would be hilarious though if it was something that crazy but you gave like three stars you're like i could do without the uh you know fucked up staff the, hated the them so to me <laughs> called me a slur five stars burger was actually so dope yeah that's hilarious um bev wise for me um drinking the best okay i I have had i'm triggered by like any canned water or like anything is a warped like we did like the oh okay warped and like it was such a weird thing to have like canned water i mean smart for branding but it was just you know so many times i was drunk and i wanted to chug a water pour water over my head and ended up being like a peach monster or something (laughs) so well, um, yeah, I think, well, you, like, th- I think the lore behind Liquid Death is that the 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 founder of the company was on Warp Tour, and he just saw all the canned monsters everywhere, and he's like, why are people just downing um, monsters, yeah. monsters like, when they should be oh, drinking water? Boiling hot, and they're like, fucking, thinks he's chugging like a green monster, like, that's <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah, that but, is I mean, I did, pour, I did pour a couple over my head by accident, like at post set, and that was brutal. So, especially on Warped, like, no real shower or anything. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, do you know Brad Zordragger? Brad, uh, like artist management, he was that guy, long hair, metal dude. Does he have a big beard? 
yeah, big beard, and he has that YouTube channel. I, I'm I'm blanking on the YouTube channel right now. Where like I think, the metal. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, the last name is fucking with me, but I've seen a Brad Z on. Yeah, Brad Z. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know. But does he, he? Does he? Um, brand of sacrifice. Is... Brand of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of Shout the YouTube. Blanking on it right now with the fucking YouTube channels right now. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Brad, like Liquid Death is his shit, and like that's how I knew about it. Like. I'd maybe seen like I feel like every touring band or like someone in music goes through like phases of like fucking beverages, especially like straight edge dudes. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, before it was Yerba Mate or Yerba Mate or whatever it's called, yeah. and then now it's fucking Liquid Death. And so like Brad was like the big one where he's like showing the can, like promoting on his YouTube and shit like that. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is Liquid Death? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, true, it's like a right. can. So that's well, why I found out. I I love Brad. I've never met him. If he's listening, shout out to him. But I will die on the hill that I am the Canadian who rides for Liquid Death the most. Okay. And uh, and I think he's got. A, I think he got a closet. I think he's got like a walk-in closet with skids. Probably. I don't know. I'm lying. Dude, but... I have probably <laughs> I see, three I dozens see, behind me and hundreds in the closet. So I'm not trying to like go to war with Brad over who's a harder Liquid Death simp, but um, I think I am. So, uh, I mean. I see, I see it in the background, so maybe that's a little more. I don't think I've ever seen his collection, so I think you win. I don't know, you know. I think as far as ways I've, I don't know. Now I'm just giving them free plugs. But <laughs> yeah, all in all, cheers to you, Jordan. Really excited yeah. to do this pod with you finally. Let's do the boom. There we go. That was it. That was in sync, at least for me. I don't know about. I know it wasn't. It wasn't in for me too. Like it didn't like lag or anything. So I think okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Jordan, you've checked out one or two of these uh, episodes. You, so you kind of know the beginning stages of how I like to ease into the convo. Um, tell me about the first time that you were hearing DIY, alternative, punk, hardcore, any kind of like music that's connected to to the world that I think we we both occupy. So yeah, tell me tell me your origin story when it comes to all this. So I guess it would be like when I was so like i was born in 91 i'm 31 my brothers are six and eight years older than me and so uh and my and like i guess it's a part of the story i should say at the beginning too my dad also worked as a consultant for universal and so like okay just have like free cds all the time like it's just like my brothers are always getting free shit so like you know i was fucking like four years old or like three years old and like you know whatever nirvana record or food fighters record was coming out or whatever my dad would get from my brother and then that would just like trickle down to me mm-hmm. because i was four or five and i really liked music and so it was just like you know whatever so i think the first time was maybe like my dad giving me like a like no doubt tragic kingdom was the first cd i ever got or maybe the second i don't i don't really remember honestly mm-hmm. I, I think the first time i ever experienced music on my own as like a whatever was I was like 10 years old and it had been out for a couple of years, but that movie Angus, which is like that coming of age movie. It's like a, it's like this big kid in high school plays football. He's really good at football and fucking he's really smart, but like, he's like kind of like a nerd and has like a nerd best friend. And just because he's a nerd, he's like roasted for, but all the music in it is like the fucking muffs and like Weezer and like, and shit like that. You know what I mean? Sure. And like dance hall crashers and shit like that. And so I'm like, that's where I first heard like, music that wasn't popular on tv at all it was like couldn't find any of their fucking information you know what i mean when i first got a computer <clears throat> but that's probably it. it was probably like yeah like weezer and shit like that honestly of anything like i mean they were still a big huge band but like the angus movie when it came out like that was weezer pinkerton era so like they, they were big but they weren't like you know mm-hmm. legacy legacy yet you know but yeah definitely then. and then i think 
in the sixth grade, I was really into Blink-182 and 741 like everyone else was. And I saw a girl and she was wearing, she's like a student teacher and she was wearing an AFI shirt. And then the next day she was wearing like a Sam Hain shirt. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Okay. And so I looked it up and then I like found out what like who Danzig was, like the Misfits and like mm, AFI. Okay. And so I probably that, I was also like the Misfits and AFI in like grade six going into grade seven. And it's probably the first time I maybe really discovered music and was like, all right, I'm going to like make this my personality now, you know? Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's wild. Like this is why I think there's such power in like the hardcore shirt, whether you see that person down the street of like, Oh, I could actually strike up a combo with that person at the very least, because <laughs> you know, there's some kind of connection off of that. But it's also like you're seeing a band on stage when you're in those early years and you're like, what the fuck is this crazy death metal kind of logo? And then you go down that rabbit hole as well. So of course, everyone, like, everyone goes, everyone goes down that like yeah. route where it's younger too. And you're like, you see a band shirt that looks hard as fuck, and you're like, oh my god, that's a crazy looking shirt. I want that. Right. <laughs> and yeah, you know, then and then you go look up the band because the shirt was cool. Maybe you know what I mean. Then you can decide from there. And I feel like I oh, everyone does that, but I did that definitely from grade six to nine for sure. Right. You know, like that teacher girl was wearing a fucking it was like sam hayne or it was like it wasn't a danzig shirt but it was something and i was like okay whatever mm-hmm. looked it up line wired it like fucking ruined my computer but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but it is it is cool to hear how uh how your dad uh was connected to the music industry so like yeah. listening to stuff that was like popular but it wasn't like you know no, it was not it was like peak 90s like you know i mean it was popular like grunge and shit like that and it was sure. on tv but it was still like it was still the alternative to the 90s of like you know ace of bass and fujis and madonna and shit like that it was still it was still a little bit alternative even if it was popularized mm-hmm. so talk to me about like um the the start of like pacific did that have you always been like i'm gonna sing in a band or did that happen <laughs> just through an accident no. to a degree um Very I, th- I actually have in my notes here that you i think started in the early days with like playing drums is that right yeah, so I was, fuck, it would have been like 2010. I was living in Pickering at the time. I was in, turning 19. Yeah. No, I would have been, yeah, I was maybe turning 19. Maybe it was 2009. Yeah, 2010. And uh, my friend Trevor Will, I don't know if you know Trevor Wilkes at all. He like, he was in Bleach Bath with me and not that these are huge riveting mans, but like mm. he, uh, um, he started Like Pacific because he fucking Facebook messaged me and he was like, yo you want to be in a pop punk band lol and i was like yeah i'll play drums like absolutely and then like our friend andrew burnett he's been that pop punk band from ontario called in lights back in the day okay. was, was like oh like yeah i'm gonna play guitar i have an idea like i want to do like kind of power poppy shit and i was like i, was, I just want to play drums i don't give a fuck what it sounds like mm. so we did that and i think we recorded like one or two demos of some songs uh at like this like free recording studio and it sucked ass <laughs> that was so fucking bad and then uh yeah it was terrible so we were like whatever fuck it and then we just didn't really do much for a bit we were like working on songs but not doing anything and we were like he was just so adamant about playing a show but then he like one of our friends mikey uh who was also in then lights was like i'll play drums and we needed to find a singer and so we were like when i was sorry when i was playing drums like we were testing out people and like it wasn't really working and so I had yell sang on like friends, like gang vocally stuff, like in sure. like my friend, like my friend Calder used to like 
uh, like record all the Ontario bands back in the day, like With Blood and Shortline Hero and like uh, like I don't try to think of other bands that are fucking like that, but he would do all that shit. And so what I, I was always in the studio and we were when I was younger and we were just like fucking recording gang vocals or backup stuff all the time. And so I told them I could do that and I was like, yeah, I could keep like in tune and pitch for sure. And they're like, cool, whatever. And then it just became a thing. And I think the first demo, I, I heard it like four years ago. And it's so funny. I'm literally shouting like, <laughs> like it's nuts. <laughs> Fucking nuts. I look crazy as hell. Or I sound crazy as hell. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I did that. And then I think they were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we'll just like auto-tune it or something. And I was like, okay. And then we just like did the first EP. And then my voice hurt like fucking crazy. So I just like kind of learned how to sing after that a little bit. But sure. Yeah, I wasn't, I was just the drummer at first. I was not, no intention of doing vocals. Like, I think I used to listen to a lot of bands when I was really young, like maybe like, oh, obviously like 10 fucking years old. And you pretend you're in the music video in your room and you got headphones on, you're singing right. along. Like, <laughs> it's a coming of age movie or some dumb shit. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, yeah, for real, like I was like, oh yeah, it'd be cool to be the vocalist or the front man of a band, but I never thought it'd come to fruition or be a thing. So mm. that was fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it is funny because like w- you're just a year older than than I am. Um, uh, but it's it, when I would watch like the Lincoln Park videos. Maybe it was the fact that they had two vocalists at the time, and they're just so in your face. You're like, that's what I want to oh. do. I and every that. video was like crazy, like this. So it was it was like very aggressive, and it was like, oh, dude, yeah. Oh, Lincoln Park was a great reference for that kind of shit. Because I used to run around my fucking room when that came out, and like screaming in the end. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So yeah, no, yeah. maybe that's where I got it from. Maybe, maybe it's from just like, yeah, singing songs when I was younger, but like it, I would have never have sang in a band if he didn't say like, just please try. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like we're at the studio. I guess I'll just do it. Um, And even just like the start, like when, when the inquiry was like, do you want to start a pop punk band? Lol. It sounded like you were just like, I want to just do whatever. So yeah, was I was like, like, I like pop punk. Like I, at that time I really liked it. Like that's when like, um, I think maybe a couple months before, maybe two months before transit, keep this to yourself came out mm. and there was like fireworks that we are everywhere. EP. I'm trying to think of other stuff. I guess like, I liked some pop punk stuff. Uh, I remember hearing, I heard the story so far late, but like another, like a newer band, I guess I heard that like to that late 2010, maybe when under soil and dirt came out 2011, but like, yeah, I, I was, I still liked some of the newer pop punk stuff that was getting kind of popular, you know, but uh, it wasn't like my genre of music that I listened to necessarily. Like, it was it was cool, but I never it wasn't like my personality or identity or anything yet. And then yeah. it became a thing where, yeah, you're right. I was just like, fuck it, I'll I'll play drums in anything. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and I definitely had like a phase when I was first getting into a lot of like more DIY stuff where I was like, a day to remember was like my all time favorite band at the time. Of course, and and you know it's funny a friend of mine who's like you wouldn't expect a day to remember to still be one of his favorite bands, but he credits like listening to that band really taught him about like songwriting and just like how to craft like a good catchy song <laughs> together. And those uh, bands on the fucking nose for like pop writing sensibilities and shit like that. And that's why those bands are so big and they're great. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's why. Yeah. And, and it was a very similar thing for me where it was like in the very early stages, it was, all the bands that I was trying to start by myself were all like overly heavy, like, august burns red copies but like like yeah diet on diet versions of um and then i got yeah. very similar to you i got a dm from a, or a dm a facebook message you know Oops. us showing our age <laughs> by not yeah, using yeah. that 
turn. Dude, a Facebook message like, yeah, we're we're thirty. So like, Facebook yeah. was popular. I got an MSN uh, messenger notification. Oh, he um, sent me a nudge in the dirt bike DP. <laughs> like fucking the rubber duck. A nudge? Wow, I haven't heard about nudging in a in a long ass time. But that yeah, it was a- like, hey, do you want to play in this pop punk band? And I was like, and. I think that there were people in that band, at least for me, where they wanted to be full pop punk. And I was like, hey, let's throw in a little For Your Strong breakdown or like stuff like that. There's so, always one of you fuckers in that fucking band. That was Andrew. <laughs> he was like, dude, we got to have a pop punk breakdown. And I was like, yeah, I guess let's fucking go. At the time, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like right. thinking about it now. I'm like, why did we let him make any decisions? No, yeah. So like, you know, you guys start <laughs> to do stuff. Um, was like was the mantra of the band and i i kind of said this and i don't want to just like speak for you but was there like a little bit of like to me it feels like okay we are self-aware in the sense that we are a pop punk band and there's a lot of things especially within our space that are like you know people roll their eyes or like it's been weird because there's been a like you're saying the name saying the word pop punk together makes people want to fucking die so like (laughs) sure Everyone thinks about the defend pop punk banner that's on everyone. Those hoodies were my fucking yeah, man of war, sick band, but fuck those hoodies. That room, like, <laughs> no. yeah, it's almost. I would almost equate that to being like the stick your guns move hoodie. Oh, I had that. It was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. It was sick. It was so fucking sick. It was yeah. 2009, and I had it late. <laughs> I definitely got it late. I should not yeah. have been wearing it. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, it's been a weird, at least in my, you know, through my lens, if you want to say it that way, there was a a big boom of pop punk, like, you know, like the fact that that there could be a pop goes punk, like series that just went and that like changed the game for so many bands because they covered some weird song. And it Um, just gained popularity from it. It's like nuts. I'm like, that's great. But yeah. And then I definitely saw like a bit of a dip and it would almost feel weird to see pop punk bands on like my, um, you know, like an ad would pop up and like, y'all look like 35 plus and you're singing like songs that people wrote in a similar way when they were like 16 or 17. So that, of course, it's it's like the, it's like, do you know what that reminds me of? It's like when you say the whole self-aware thing, it's like, yeah, like I'm in a pop punk band, but I feel like I'm writing lyrics that are whatever, as opposed to the one guy who's like 34 years old, he's in a TikTok video, and he's like, did I just write the pop-punk banger of the century? And it's like, <laughs> fucking some dumbass. Follow for more. Yeah, follow for like, more follow pizza. For more. Like, yeah, yeah, follow for more pizza. It's like, fucking go to hell. <laughs> right, right. Um, oh, yeah. But I think like the final thing of that, and I think I've seen this in the last couple of years, um, and again, this is a bit of a tangent, and we're going to get back to you in a second, but yeah. I'm seeing you know uh when like pacific went on tour with spaced like seeing when neck deep would take out like dare and like a couple other bands the fact that i'm seeing a neck deep set on a hate five six video that's dropped a couple days ago i'm like yeah okay so ben posted some screenshot i think it was ben from neck deep posted some screenshots and i saw it and i was like whoa like this is a neck deep hate five six video that's fucking sick but that's also like sunny like i feel like i saw something a long time ago him saying someone's like fucking film this set and he was like unless i have a problem with the fucking band or, or whatever like personally like i'm gonna film every set of the show i'm at right oh totally and, like, yeah. that, and that's sick like that's sick you know because you could be like well, not that he is or i don't i don't even know him so i have no idea i can't speak for him but like you know certain people would go like oh fucking 
neck deep video on fucking right five seconds like what's the world coming to it's like dude fuck off yeah yeah it's it's the exact same mantra that i take for scoped it's like if if i'm getting if i'm filming a show it's the show not these two bands out of the five or no you know it's not yeah it's fucking you're you paid for the damn experience you don't have to like the last band too i mean not like, i mean he can do whatever he wants it's his yeah. fucking job he's great at it but you know like it's i think it's sick and admirable that he's we'll just put anyone on there mm-hmm. that he loves or that he likes or is at the show and he's filming i'm like that's fucking great because you could go see like pacific with space and film space set and be like i'm not filming a pop punk band you know yeah <laughs> and that would just suck ass for me i'd right. be really so i guess like this very long tangent of mine is like you know where in in when like pacific was starting do you feel like it was right on time maybe early or late to like maybe the boom phase of that but like you know obviously you guys have carried on and been able to do stuff um well past that so i'm just kind of curious on where you think you sit I we definitely started a little bit late when it comes to like being maybe more a little more serious or like active as in like touring and shit like that. But sure. like we signed up Pure Noise in 2014, like December, so 2015 necessarily, I guess. Um, and we had been playing shows and like doing little DIY tours around Ontario and whatnot for time at that point. And so when we did. Yeah, like when we signed up Pure Noise, it was kind of like it just kind of fucking changed everything. And it was like, whatever um sorry i just completely blanked <laughs> i was about to say something i completely blanked on the fucking actual question oh I, like i was asking where you fit on the timeline as far as like the boom gotcha. yeah, yeah yeah so i think I, we were kind of following the coattails of a lot of other bands like when we got sent up here it was like the story so far was putting out amazing fucking they still are but they're putting out amazing records and they were fucking selling like crazy and i i swear to god I feel like we got picked up from Heroes because they could, because they were just like, yeah, like we're making so much money from fucking story and state champs and shit. So I don't think we got, I don't think we were behind or late or anything like that, but I definitely think that being from Canada has something to do with it. Mm. Like being from Toronto, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a lot harder to tour the States, obviously, and then see if we got fucking visa in Canada. Like what, you're going to play like all of Ontario, Montreal, then what you're going to drive like fucking 24 hours in Winnipeg? Like, <laughs> So I think that was the only maybe like little disadvantage thing, but I think, yeah, like I think the timeline, it makes sense. We got signed in 2014, 15, and that was in the heat of like, like when Neck Deep was putting out like crazy records. I think the story just put out their self-title. So yeah, so like it was like a, a great time again because 2012 to 2015 was like citizen youth and like balance and composure. And it was a little more sad guy stuff, which yeah. like we all, but yeah, we weren't that. So like, I did feel out of place a little bit, you know what I mean? Because we weren't getting, you know what I mean? Like, with like so many fucking other bands like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, no, I think we were at the right time at the right place at the right time, especially with Pure Noise. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been, been fun ever since. And I've never, like, it's it's definitely like taught me more things. Like, I definitely want to work in music for the rest of my life. Who knows if I want to play live for the rest of my fucking life? Like, you know what I mean? But, like, that's definitely what long term being a band has taught me. So I'm like, that's kind of fucking cool. Right. You know? Yeah. Would have been anything about pure noise and like fucking, you know, listening to these fucking bands and getting into it. I guess you know. I guess I wouldn't be in a pop band unless I listened to all these bands in 2010 because I would have mm-hmm. just kept listening to fucking I don't know, see you next Tuesday or whatever I liked back then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sure. I liked, you know. Yeah, and, and and I guess like yeah, that's a great point to bring it up. Is like you know, obviously like I'm I grew up in Winnipeg, live in Calgary now, so it's like Western Canada has always kind of been the way that I've looked at it. And sometimes yeah. I like kind of be like, oh, like 
if you live in Toronto, you have it so easy as far as being in a band. But there's still the obvious hurdles of like still need to get a visa for U.S. touring, still need to do these kind of things. And it's it's still a weird thing that certain labels or certain people that want to work with you, it's like as soon as it's like not the U.S. flag attached to your band and it's like a Canadian, it's like, oh, but it's like the music is just it's as like, good. It's, not blessing, better, it's but, like a blessing curse. Like Canadian content is crazy. Like if you can start like a fucking Canadian band and tour Canada relentlessly, you're laughing and making money, but like you might not be well known anywhere else. But if you break out in the States, which we got really lucky to do, you know, then, then you're laughing as well because you have a bigger fan base set for more potential in the future. But right. You know, like, oh, I forgot that you lived in Calgary. It's funny. I have so many homies that live in Calgary that like, now we're just in Vancouver because they skate and they're like, I'm not staying in Calgary. It's too fucking cold. I'm going to go skate in Vancouver. <laughs> I'm going to sublet like a terrible apartment for three months. And I see it on their Instagram. Like you look like you live in squalor. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause a lot, yeah. A lot of people leave here to escape the cold. But for me, it's like, if anything, I escaped more consistent cold. Cause at least here you get things like Chinook. So it will just like, kind of like melt the snow randomly in the middle of the winter. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I'm okay just, with consistent weather. Like it, we fucking live in Canada. We grew up here. Like you kind of like I don't know, every year. It's like, oh, we're in snow. It's like, bro, you are from Ajax. Like, I know you know what snow is and fucking you're 30. Like, shut up. But right. I think like, the consistency of weather makes total sense. Like now you're living in one spot. Like Winnipeg is like fucked because I swear to God, like you could be it could be March. It could be minus 35. And then like right. literally in, in May, it could be minus 10 it, for like a, or like minus two and snowing for the first week, you know? And it's like in, in Toronto, it's 10 degrees and I'm like laughing, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe talking about more like more current things as far as current, you know, even though this record, I guess, is like on paper, it's two years old as far as the year of when we're recording this. Um, but um Talk to me about like that last record because again it's coming out in a time that's a little strange. You don't know if you can start touring, but like now that that's a little bit more attainable, how have you know the shows and the response been since putting that out? Because it's always so, like you know you're only looking at it from a few months, but now it's like you almost have to extend that review time because of you know pandemic things. Yeah, but it's, everything has been delayed. You know what I mean? Like even even people's thought process is delayed because they're just like not they're just dealing with everything else that's going on in the world. When we got when we oh fuck, what do I start with this one? Holy shit, it was a fucking process. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so we it was like 2019 December maybe 2020 January February ish like in that timeline uh we we're like well we're doing another record with pure noise you know we got a couple tracks let's record them so we went to sam guyana studio it's like room 21 sound it's actually like directly down the street for me which is nice so it's super it was super easy to walk to every fucking name of the record um but we did that and then we did a couple songs and we were writing stuff and everyone's kind of slacking a little bit because we were like fucking like what do we want to do like what do we want to do and then the fucking pandemic happened a month later and we were like okay <laughs> And then we couldn't be in what the studio. What are for... we going to do? <laughs> not what. We not... What do we yeah. want to do? <laughs> We're in the middle of doing a record. Like, obviously, Sam's getting paid for it. The money's been dished out. We got to fucking do it. There's a timeline-ish, you know, like, Pyrrhons have been... Pyrrhons, like, perfectly put it out at the time that they should have put it out, which is amazing. So it's like, you know, whatever. And it made sense for us. But we were like, couldn't even be in the studio for, like, three months at one point. Like, Sam's like, I can't have anyone in here. Obviously, everyone's terrified and shit like that. Mm. <clears throat> Just like, I'm not dealing with that. And so fuck doing the record was nuts i had to go in like maybe like every other day on my own 
or like every day on my own, or maybe with one other person, half the time we were masked, opposite sides of the studio, like writing and shit. It just fucking sucked. Lots of Zoom writing and like, uh, like our bass player, Brad, I would like FaceTime him and he would like send me a riff or he would send me shit and we'd elaborate on it. And he would stay at my house for a week and we'd quarantine together for a week and then go back into the studio for a fuck. It was fucking nuts, man. It mm. sucked. It was the most grueling record experience ever too, because like, you know, we're a smaller band doing a fucking record and the pandemic's happening. And we're like, well, we had to put it out at the right time because if we don't, we might get swept under the rug, you know? Mm. And so it kind of came in at a perfect time because like the world was kind of opening up again and we had only one more lockdown after the record came out in January in Ontario. Mm. And then it opened up, we played a couple shows here and there. Then we did a summer tour with Spaced and it, it was good. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a, I had a fucking blast, but I definitely say that like, this year was so oversaturated with shows because everyone wants to get back out there. So I think people pick and choose. Like we played a lot of shows on the same nights as some fucking our friends or like big acts that are in the same oh, really? world. Mm-hmm. Oh, lots, lots. And it wasn't even like a booking agent thing or like it was like like all over booking agents. Brad Wiseman's fucking sick as name drop. Uh, but uh, but uh, it, it wasn't that. It was just like fucking. You could be playing one night and down the street, St. Tams is playing, and it's like oh. you know what I mean. Or I could be playing. We should be playing the same show together. Yeah, or you could be playing. I could be playing on Tuesday, uh, a Thursday night, and then the next night, Knuckle Pucks in town with like one step closer or something. And I'm like, of course that show. You know what I mean? Like, of course they're not going to pay twenty bucks for our show. They're going to go pay twenty bucks for that fucking show. You know what I mean? Like, and I get it totally. Just that was the hardest part about the record. Was I mean the recording was pretty tough, but was just like the waiting game of how like things were going to pan out and then seeing it pan out and it was great and fun, but it was like, fuck, like there's so much going on. Like people are overwhelmed with shows for Mm -hmm. sure. And then they like, I don't know. I get it. I totally fucking get it. If your fucking favorite band is playing the night as another band, it's been two and a half years. Of course, you're going to go see that your favorite band. I totally, but it's also like, like, you know, you're adding two years on everyone's age. So, like, if you're st- if you're a newbie and you're, like, 18, 19, fresh out of high school because you had to graduate over Zoom or whatever, yeah. you could go to, like, a show every weekend. I'm sure there's plenty of people, like, listening to this podcast or watching it who are like, yeah, that's me. But then there's people like you or I where we're like, okay, like, you know, normal life is kind of resuming and, like, I can actually... I probably maybe shouldn't go to every single show because either it's like, you know, a cost thing or just like a time management with the other shit that you have going on. Yeah. Um, also, know. like, the I know this is weird, but like a lot of people have the laziness factor, too, where like it, it, they, it's the weighing scale of is it worth my is it going to be fun? Is it worth it? Yeah. Because everyone sat inside and did nothing for so fucking long. Like I am. I mean, I go to shows still to my friends shows and whatnot, and I'll try to go to as many shows as I can that I want to. But I live in the east end of Toronto. I fucking don't go past Broadview ever. And like, that's <laughs> nothing. Like, downtown doesn't even start yet. So it's like, you know, it doesn't even start yet there. But I don't know. Like, I get it. It's just, it was like a whole, there's a whole list of things of people why, whatever, wouldn't go to certain shows or whatever. But it's like, that was my only complaint was just like the oversaturation of yeah. fucking of music, which is amazing. And I'm so happy that it's back. But it was like, it kind of just, it was a little weird for us, you know, yeah. for smaller. Yeah, but and hopefully this year we get a bigger tour and you know put it on the universe that someone just takes us out and become billionaires and <laughs> fuck being millionaires. We we go and start to a Billy millionaire. I'm gonna go on stage and say the bad word again. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're like clearly this is working maybe i just need to d- d- double down <laughs> hmm, lots of views on that video maybe i can monetize it no, yeah. right, right. <laughs> um, Monet- because because you brought it up and i'm sure you know, <laughs> yeah I knew, I knew i knew it was coming to this of course i just sometimes <laughs> it's like spur of the moment sometimes it's like no like you know i asked them just before we started playing or whatever so anything that you want to pull the curtain back about that specifically i don't care we good like <laughs> it's fucking funny like which dude, is like it, it, i think it's double funny too because i've like i've had jordan for momentum on this podcast before and it was yeah. not right after their album came out but it was like kind of when a lot of that stuff was happening and, and that single like, that that single dropped before too so it's like yes, it was exactly people yeah. had time to marry <laughs> so to me as a, a curator and host of this show it's like i believe in the marketplace of ideas where it's like i can have someone on where i don't have to necessarily a thousand percent like yeah put this on my tombstone i totally agree with you but i'm allowed yeah. like there are certain things that are like they would just never see the light of day if it was so out of pocket for someone to say that you know um yeah. but that was enough for me to be like you know, I know, like, I, I know Jordan likes to, you know, stir the pot. He likes to get into the weeds about some of that. But I was also trying to be like, were you like, you know, was this like a statement, you know, kind of thing? And, you know, we kind of got into that. But yeah, 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 sorry, you know, yeah, sorry to, to keep cutting you off. It, I don't know. No, keep going. Please, please. please um, but, you know, there's naturally going to there was people within my circle who were like, oh, Spencer had Jordan on. Oh, I'm curious on what's going to happen. And I didn't get lots but i got one dm from person that was upset about it but it was i was like are you upset that i had him on or that he did the thing that you're upset about and and then he started to like backtrack and all this stuff so i think i think this thing specifically if you're gonna silo it is hilarious and the fact that you know you doing your thing and then just the other iterations of it is it's funny but again tell me about hold your ground during the momentum set and all right and i'll start i'll start doing with, your uh, own jordan spin. <laughs> so i mean i've known jordan for time there used to be a pop punk band called seasons change from uh california and he was like he was like their best friend and like he was like do merch for them and, and whatnot like, i don't even think he did merch so he was just always around like they were like his homies mm. uh and the josh the drummer of momentum was also in that band yes um uh, and so we like we're just friends we like our first our first west coast tour ever was a forever came calling and seasons change and we just became really close friends with them and then they started momentum maybe a year or two after like 2016 2017 maybe something like that from what i remember and uh yeah they played a bunch of shows and shit like that and then they put out this new fucking record and like i mean they were playing shows before don't get me wrong but i i I listened to their all their shit and i was friends with them but you know what i mean you kind of put off when your friend puts a record out you're like it's either like you hop right on it or you've like heard all the singles early because they sent them to you or whatever showed you yeah, the yeah. right just wait on whatever but they put the new record out and i was like oh this is fucking hard and the artwork is like a fucking it looks like master killer but it also <laughs> looked like but it also is like i don't know it, it was just sick i was like this is wild and then i heard the song and i was like oh my god and i looked i immediately went to the comments i was like okay because like he's like he's black but everyone's like oh fuck he's white and i'm like yeah. he's not like fully fucking white like and the comments are just like fuck this band and all this stuff. yeah and then he would just call him being like you're a bitch and i'm like oh my god this is like this, <laughs> this is insane but it was sick it was like this is fucking insane right. um whatever that 
whatever they announced hold your ground i was like fuck you guys are finally playing toronto <laughs> i don't remember if it was me i'm gonna say it was me but it was like yo what if i went up and said fag instead of the slur <laughs> and he was like lol what if you said like the slur i was like a joke and i was like oh my god yeah like that'd be really funny i was like i'll do it i'll hold your ground 100 percent and we like laughed about it and that was like probably in the summer right so like you know months before hold your ground mm. Uh, and then spaced when we did the tour, they're like, we're playing Hold Your Ground. We were getting announced or whatever. We got announced. I was like, oh, sick. Cool. I'll definitely go. It looks like a big lineup. You know, since you guys are there. I mean, I would have gone anyways, I think. But like, I was like, you know, now there's friends on it too. Like, of course, I'm going to come see you. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was Friday, the Friday. And my moment was playing and like all the dudes in friction fucking FaceTiming me and calling me like, not so like Noah's fucking calling me and he's like bro where the fuck are you and i'm like why are you guys so pressed like bro I'm like we heard you're gonna say something bad on stage where the fuck are you so it was like kind of planned because like i guess like work maybe jordan told someone or one of our friends or sure. maybe I, told them. I don't know maybe i told them i don't really remember i'm sure i told like matt Tomasi or something and they're like bro get the fuck here we only came here to fucking have a good time and you're gonna make it in a bad time like all this dumb shit <laughs> and, friction like, oh. only going to holy ground to see you see the no 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 they were stoked like, i love friction love those every days. fucking band like but they were just telling me like dude get here now get here now <laughs> fuck you fine so i took the subway from the east end all the way to the fucking west end and then hopped in a fucking uber up there it was fucking far as hell but whatever from Toronto. but got there whatever haven't seen people in a while. I've seen a lot of new faces, seeing a lot of old faces, people I don't really fuck with anymore. People I do fuck with. Like, there's a lot of people. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then we're just chilling and moment is about to go on. And I'm like, fuck, what is the song? I go up to Jordan. I'm talking to Jordan and Josh and them. And I'm like, whatever. Then I'm like, fuck, am I going to do it? And he's like, yeah, you got to do it, man. You got to do it. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, am I going to get roasted in trouble? He's like, Jordan's like, who fucking cares? Mm. And I was like, knowing Jordan how he is. I was like, okay, you're right. It's like, you're right. Who fucking cares? Why am I nervous about this? It doesn't matter. And I'm like standing on the side of the fucking stage. And like, they play whatever. They're playing all the hits. And then obviously get to fucking. Is it relapse at the song, right? Yes. I always forget the name of it because of like, it's the first word, but I always like, whatever. but so they get to that song and I'm on the side of the stage and it's like me standing here. And like that dude, like straight across from me, like eye levels, like that lumpy dude who fills guitar for every fucking band. Oh, ever. yeah. He, he we actually did a podcast with him his third one on the on the show uh just a couple days ago so no way he, dude he's nuts like guy's an amazing guitar player and he's in every fucking band so he must be sick but anyways yeah. <laughs> guys like in my direct vision the guy like homie from tsunamis beside me and like i don't know any of these people obviously right so it's like there's like these are like newer bands i just got into so i'm like or whatever <laughs> it's like him it's him it's like a guy from division of mind uh and like just a bunch of other people like just like homies watching their friends fucking band like a bunch of fsu dudes and shit like fucking sitting on the side <laughs> of this and i'm like all right and i go up and like i'm like i can i'm on the side of the stage and it's like goes to that two-step part where it's like dun, 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 dun. and i'm like like waiting and i'm like okay fuck i don't want to go up too early i don't know what my time is and he's looking at me like he's like kind of like this and he's like come on like he's singing but he's like come on like, oh, my fucking turn I'm like all right all right let's just go and run up and I'm like, okay, it'd be so funny if I power stanced or whipped. Like if I whipped, like I, the original thing was to be like, I was gonna be like, third string is calling your name, and then be like, into that, <laughs> oh, into the breakdown, like 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 a, like that, like so embarrassing, like so corny and embarrassing, right? But then I just did the, I went, 
And then I stuck my neck out and did like the, and yeah. every comment and said that with his whole fucking body. And I was like, yeah, like it was whatever. And I look at it and I look at the video and everyone on the side of the stage in the background is kind of like, or like, oh yeah. Most people were like, the I like I'm behind the camera and I'm sure Jordan, who was also there, like, like Jordan is almost immune to some things, but yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> And there was other people as well who were like, that's so sick. Dude, and, and then I went off the side of the fucking stage and every person in the band was looking at me confused. There was no like, yo, that was sick or that was funny. It was mostly like, did he say the N-word? I was like, no, I'm <laughs> fucking kidding, bro. And then there was this dude, he walked up to Jordan and said, you're just going to let, uh, you're just going to let your guy say that? And he was like, yeah, he's gay. He can say that. And he's like, he's gay. He can say the N-word? And he's like, <laughs> he didn't say the N-word. And I was like, holy fuck, man. This so the, that was giving me like that was like giving me like nuts anxiety, or I was like, fuck, oh. why the fuck? And then the video came out and it squashed the beef and I was like praised for like two days and I was like, I didn't right. care anymore. That's so, like, that's so funny that people like and it, this happens all the time where it's like some vocalist is standing on stage and they're like giving this heartfelt speech and the fucking some guitar player is just ringing out and you can't really hear what's happening and some people are clapping and you're clapping and you're like not 100% sure what's actually being said what just happened yeah you're like yes that was that yeah but it was like <laughs> the worst version where people thought he was saying the n word versus uh the the f slur f word so, yeah the f word yeah. yeah no it was, it was yeah. nuts cuz like even you watch the video, no one bats an eye during that one part. And once they're done dancing, they're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking equations start piling up and like, wait a minute. But um, yeah, it's funny because I knew that like putting the, the video <laughs> out um, was going to have that. And there was a part of me that was like, should I use the part in the song where that happens? But it was so far after and like, you know, all the hits already kind of came up on like the cell phone video. So I was like, this is fine. People watching it will like they'll time stamp it. And, and now, now, now that momentum sets on YouTube, right? Like, and I've, I've, I've watched it, and like the comments are like normal, ish. <laughs> but like the fucking Twitter clip was, I got so many followers. Like that day was gnarly, <laughs> so many. And then I got so many followers of people that I've seen from shows that like I've never talked to, but I know we like the exact same music or have the same friends, but we've never talked. And they just follow me and I'll get like a DM being like, yo, respect, LOL, that was funny. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, thanks, man, that I've like never talked to you, but like I should, I guess, no. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like that. But it was just right. like a, it was wild. It was like the, oh, and I also like had just gotten like a blue check mark. <laughs> You're like, is this going to get revoked now? <laughs> Dude, I, I was like, I don't fucking care. But like, I was like, if I'm going to lose the blue check mark over that, that is funny. Like, right. Not that really a thought you're like I mean, is like, elon gonna see this and you know <laughs> remove me off of twitter yeah maybe i don't know i think people will say way worse things i'm okay <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, i'm not worried i'm but the the goof is funny um oh dude, but, but i yeah, think the... just correct me if i'm wrong and and jordan if you're listening you can correct the record too has there been any other versions of, of that aside from from your spin on it I don't know. I would love to know. I actually, I don't think more than that. Like, I think when I said it, he just was like, whoa, that's funny. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, you right. should do that. Funny. I don't, and I, I think after that, I don't think I ever like, whatever. But all the, tw all the tweets were like, of like gay people being like, I'm fucking doing this next time on my own. <laughs> my to me, <laughs> saying gay people, what's up is almost just as, it's a perfect layup to the slam dunk. Well, I was, I was 
thinking like what the fuck is up denny's like but like but like thinking like <laughs> i was gonna say something like hold your gay or something i don't know hold your gay and i thought like oh maybe hold your ground i think i'm roasting him and i'm not so right. i'm like okay let's well, say that you know what i mean that's so funny so, i don't know i was thinking there were so many things going through my head like what the fuck am i gonna say and because it was that i think it was so simple and plain that it was funny because it people were like it was effective yeah yeah because it was everyone was like what like (laughs) i don't know what's up um yeah i i I don't (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i i guess like again trying to tie these worlds together like we were talking a little bit earlier like neck deep going on tour with dare and then like you guys going out with with space I remember when I think it was Donnie because I've had Lexi and Donnie on the show, but I think it was yep. Donnie who said that tour was not like like they had a blast, but I think it was just like I don't know if it's more strange for pop punk bands to play to hardcore kids or for hardcore bands to play to pop punk kids. I think it's hardcore bands to play to pop punk kids. Mm-hmm. I think so. because besides maybe like the bullshit people are like oh, I fucking hate pop punk or some guy who like maybe only listens to like set it off by Madball because he thinks he's a fucking <laughs> individual. Sure. Um, you know, that kind of person is going to be whatever. But, like, I felt a little bit bad having them on the tour for the sense of, like, it was a bunch of pop and pop punk bands and then, like, they're the heavy band opening. The cool thing is, like, everyone loved Lexi and they all hung out at merch at her and chilled and, like, I swear they're having a good time. So, like, I, I hope they were having a good time, you know? Mm. But I definitely felt bad a little bit considering, like, you know, opening first and being, like, the the mixed bill band, you mm. know? Right. But like that, but like, fuck, honestly, it was so nice, like a breath of fresh air to have like friends you like on a, on a show or a tour totally. and stuff like that, or like or music you really really like and stuff like that. And so, <laughs> I mean, I hope it was great for them because I loved it. So yeah, you know? I I just think that maybe we're getting into an era now where it's like, like if you look at a band like No Pressure, like I haven't, I would love to have Parker on the show to talk about his perspective on this, but like to me. It's like no pressure is a hardcore band, but they have like the pop punk pass because of like all those things, you know? Yeah, like no pressure to me is like saves the day, can't slow down, polished, but like in a, sure. in a great way. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's like polished. Uh, it's got like a lot of lifetime vibes. Sounds like Blink 182 a lot too. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy, but mm-hmm. it's it's a hardcore band to me. It's like how people would call H2O a hardcore band or right. something yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't want to shout out H2O. I fucking hate that band. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Toby Moore's going to kick my fucking ass now. I'm dead. I'm honestly on the fence. I don't listen to them. I have his phone number through another like uh, career venture. Um, yeah. I've always been on the fence about asking him to come on the podcast. Because I know like there would be numbers for someone like him. And he's got ties and connections. But I'm like... I think this would be not a good move <laughs> to have him on. I think it'd be a terrible move. Isn't he like a cop lover or some shit? Yeah, that that's the main reason, but it's like... I'm good. Like, I'm good with that. Like, you don't need a goofy <laughs> adult on your show. I'm sorry. You, you I don't need a goofy adult. That's right. That's the proper way. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get so much hate for this one. I don't care. Like, right. go ahead. Um, but, yeah, like, this is not a shit on hto uh section of the podcast but i thought it was very funny. like i'm wondering are we keeping i'm like wondering are we keeping this in the podcast maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't <laughs> dude maybe we... if you want to cut it i will but i'm also like i don't care I'm fine. i don't care either um i think uh going back to what i was trying to say before a show came up but i think 
the, these worlds kind of like slamming them together, there is crossover that's starting to happen now where you're seeing more of these shows. You're seeing the neck deep on Hate Five Six. So it, to you me, see this back in the day, you'd go see fireworks play with fucking rhinoceros or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> but sure. and, and then that would never happen again for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's happening again. Like, I mean, the last thing I remember that was being a fucking crazy thing was that. Do you remember that weekend thing back in the day? Like, it was like Heart Fest weekend and it was. Uh, leading up to it, it was like Freedom, Homewrecker, and Citizen. Oh, really? That's couple crazy. A couple nights in a row into Heartfest. You know what I mean? Like a couple oh, days wow. on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that was the last time I saw something so crazy mixed. But you had like the heavy, like punks, like I don't know what would you call Homewrecker, like a slam. I would call them H H M two metallic hardcore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that, and then obviously you got Freedom, which is like so close to oi almost you know what i mean like at that point in that point of their their musical career or whatever mm-hmm. it was that um and then yeah citizen you know what i mean who at that point had put out youth and i think they were yeah they were riding off a of youth still yeah like yeah no it was nuts that was crazy fun yeah but like now i see it happening more especially and that's why i also wanted to hop on and get like space something because i'm like fuck well these bands are bringing up bands that they think are cool I want to do that too. You know what I mean? Like, what right, the fuck? right. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, it's the only differences is like, I think the biggest crossover as far as like crowd participation for those styles of music is stage dives. You see plenty of stage dives at pop punk shows. You see plenty of that at a hardcore show. Um, I wish like, it was more of a stage dive band. We're not anymore. We were like until maybe like 2016 or 17. And they just like the vibe changed. I don't know what, but. Mm. <laughs> But you're not discouraging any stage dive. Not at all. That's yeah. like a part of the fucking show. Like <laughs> if you're if you're going to like Pacific Show in 2023, um tweet at me and Jordan saying I stage dived in 2023 to like Pacific. I crowd killed to a pub <laughs> I crowd killed. Yeah, let's skip over stage diving, just go for the gnarliest shit. If someone were to crowd kill to a pub. Like, no, I'm actually good. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Like, I don't want to see that. I was like, like, is there any bands within pop punk that warrant a crowd kill? No, but like when we were, I was talking about like Man Overboard and Transit and all that shit like that. I don't know what band it was. Maybe that band Maker back in the day, but they had like a two-steppy part. Mm. And I saw them at Sneaky D's and I swear to God, the lead up to the two-steppy part, everyone demolished the shit out of each other and the two steps <laughs> were harsh. Like people were like, it was like full fist like shit. And I was like, this is nuts. Like, this band, he's he's singing his heart out right now. Right, right. Beating each other up, but yeah, I don't know. When it was, uh, cool. he had some kids moshed to like space and stuff like that that had only liked us. They go, oh, that was really cool. I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah, and sometimes it's just those little experiences of like, you know, that don't like just dump them straight into an incendiary pit or something like that. Like you need kind of like yeah. building blocks to be able to build up to that. Dude, we just did that show, uh, like our like we post our postponed like whatever makeup show in January, like a week ago or whatever, or two weeks ago, and uh, it was us, Wildside, Friction, Blissfields, and Summer Heights. Summer Heights is Adam from Rarity's sisters band, and they're fucking great, and they're like a pop punk band, kind of emo emo pop punk. Then you got Blissfields, which is like grunge, my bloody Valentine, you know? Okay. Yeah. And then you got Friction. Speaks for itself. Wild side, which is just like crazy fun, like iron boots dance music. (laughs) You know? And then you got us. Sure. 
that's completely different. I mean, Friction and Wildside for sure, very close together, same crowd of you know fan base and shit like that. But very mixed bill. Like Summer Heights, very young band. Blissfield's been in a million like cool bands, but also doing what they want to do now, and it sounds <laughs> great. You got Friction, a newer band that are doing so many cool, amazing things in Toronto and Canada, really. And then like yeah, Wildside is like a fucking amazing triple B band that we're all friends with, you know. So yeah. it's like that was so sick. I was like, this feels like. Like that made me feel good about shows again. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, I get to handpick the bands I want to do, and everyone had a good time. And it, I genuinely watched every band and liked it. Mm. Like that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to jump back to the Like Pacific discography because you guys have put out a few records. There's a a bunch, a couple songs that have popped, some that have not. So I always like to ask this question um, and get different perspectives of different people within the bands. From your um, from your view, what is the most overrated Like Pacific song and what is the most underrated one? Overrated is distant, maybe. Okay. I think it's overrated because it's like, it's just like a very pop song. It's, it's really catchy and hooky, but I don't know. Maybe, I maybe okay, it's not overrated. I think it's overrated. It's not really. I feel like general consensus, overrated. I'm still gonna pick distant. Actually, fuck it. I'm still gonna pick distant. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then underrated. Mm-hmm. Underrated is like I wish this shit popped so we could play it more. Mm-hmm. I wish worthless case went. It used to go really hard and people went nuts, but it was like I I wish that went. People went nuts for that. I think it's super underrated. And I oh, definitely you feel think, like it was hype, and it then was, it's kind it of was. Dead. And I just, yeah, I think when when we put out more music and other things, it kind of sure. fell in the back of it. But maybe that. But I guess like the last uh, time won't heal. It's like the last song on the new record, and it was like I was like trying to like during the pandemic. Obviously, everyone had like a personality crisis and like all this shit. But there was I was revisiting bands I used to love and bands. Like just new stuff I've never given a chance because I was like I would never listen to that kind of music or something, hmm. and so you know the, it was like a fucking I had this whole thing where the entire pandemic like for like three months I was like the only bands I'm listening to are the first Drop Dead Gorgeous records and Heavy Heavy Low Low, and then like maybe three months later I was like I'm only listening to Bonnie Vare, and then it was like maybe a fucking year later it was like whatever, but uh, I don't know I think Time Won't Heal I was listening to a lot of like Bring Me the Horizon like I don't even like necessarily like I mean. Dude, the first Bring Me the Horizon record, I think it's like Count Your Blessings or, or no, this is what the edge of your seat was made for, whatever it's called. It is okay. fucking yeah, yeah. sick. Uh, but I haven't listened to it since it came out when I was like 16, 15, 16 years old. Uh, but I listened to all the new stuff uh, and it's so crazy production value. And I watched it like Wembley and I watched a thing on YouTube and I was like, this is the craziest, coolest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. And so when I wrote Time Won't Heal, I wanted to write a song that was kind of big, triumphant, that you could, it almost had a stadium even okay. though we're not that kind of band at all. Right. And we know it'll be but i was like that'd be cool to have a big triumphant sounding song so i think that's the most underrated one for sure yeah that's interesting that you wrote a song based off of a like a so, setting yeah i was watching their wembley thing and it looked nuts and it was very big sounding and i was like fuck like i like that i mean it's it's very stadium rock sounding but i was like sure. why is this appealing to me right now i don't know but i really like it you know right no that's that's very cool um yeah it would be a dream to have one of those those dudes on the podcast it will happen one day i'm confident you know we'll you know work up to the all these like, 
if you know that having one of those dudes like Matt or like Ollie from fucking Bring the Horizon on the show, you would get some deep cuts, some crazy UK hardcore bands and stuff oh, like that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, um, that, which I think is so cool because they're a couple years older than us, probably like five years older than us maximum. Mm-hmm. And they in that time they were in that time in the UK in like 2006 when Deathcore was popping off and like hardcore bands that were there too, right? Right. So yeah. Maybe one day. Cut to me <laughs> five years interviewing interviewing ollie um i want to jump back uh early in the episode we were talking about like you started playing drums and then you know it was like i guess i'll sing did you play drums in another band in the midst of all the stuff with like pacific or did you not have the time or even desire to do that uh i practiced a few times with a band i will not name oh yeah uh uh at the time i don't think i can really name them but uh, I practiced for a little bit, but it wasn't really working out anyways because I wasn't straight edge, so, and they didn't okay. want me to be. So I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, sure. And uh, I think my commitment was with like Pacific because it was like I just started vocals, and I was like, well, whatever. Um, I played drums for a couple things here and there, but it was always like one-off shows or like whatever. I think I played a safe to say set at Sneaky D's uh at last minute like, like we don't have our drummer tonight so i learned like five songs and fucking did it so like stuff like that little things mm-hmm. but nothing really at that moment it was just like pacific because i was like 19 so like obviously focusing on like partying and going out and doing whatever and then being in a fucking band you know what i mean right. so it was whatever but yeah no i didn't do too much i, I don't really think like, i picked up drums or uh I got back into playing drums i mean like and things until a couple years later when i had more when we got signed and everything like that and i was like realizing that like Oh, people make this their life, like where they can be a touring band, but they also do other music ventures. And I was like, oh, I could do that too. So mm. then a couple years later, fast forward, raise and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So right. that was a thing. But yeah, no, I wasn't really doing too much back then. Like it was like I was just kind of focused on that. I was playing in some metalcore bands with my friends and shit. We never really did anything besides play like your high school fucking carnival or like, you know, <laughs> play a pay to play. High school show. carnival. <laughs> Yeah, dude, we had a, uh, not my high school carnival, it was like our other, there's like a school in Pickering called Dumbarton, and like they fucking, they're like the art school, like I went to Pine Ridge, which was like the athletic school, I'd say. Oh, okay. Would, so you didn't have an elephant at your at your carnival or anything like that? No, 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 but their carnival had like fucking jumping castles and cotton candy and shit, and then like a bunch of metalcore bands that made no sense. <laughs> what the fuck? I know, I know, I That's know. crazy. I do that. I'll have to find the video. I'll show you the video. Uh, it is like filmed on like a Sony Ericsson or some shit. It's like the grainiest photo I've ever seen. And I fuck up the drums so bad. Like I, as in like, it goes from like, like so fast. And it's like, I, I can tell I'm watching the video and like, I'm like, dude, this is nuts. Like I'm so glad this is at a fucking carnival. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I got sidetracked with it. That no, one. that's fine. Uh, you brought up, uh, the band that I wanted to ask about, Rays, because, um, you know, it, it seemed like, you know, li- like Pacific is for sure like the full time thing. It's the w- the one you're giving your most amount of time and attention to. And rightly so, because you guys are on a big label and all that. But like I saw that uh, Rays played uh, with Ceremony at a skate park. So it's like even though it's like a like a less, you know less stakes you know whatever you're still playing with like dope bands so like do you want to talk about that that show specifically yeah like okay so funny enough like i, I don't think you see that poster back there our i think that was the first ray show or second ray show okay it's it's wild side mil spec ikulu and rays 
Yeah. Was the first show? Still a very like, dope show. <laughs> very dope lineup. Second, second show we played was Candy Ikulu, Us, and someone else. I know, I know. It was fucked. <laughs> it was uh, Best Wishes, which is like uh, Cody, the bass player of Millspec's like, side project. I don't think they played a show since. It was like oh. 2019. Okay. Yeah, but it was it's very Chrome Magazine, as you can sure. you know, with the name. Uh, so yeah, we got lucky with the first two shows. I was like, this is fucking nuts. Okay, cool. But, like, that's how hardcore it is. It's like, a, there's no real hierarchy. Everyone's like really close friends. You can be in the smallest band on the bill and be best friends with like the headliner. I don't know. Sure. So yeah, like that ceremony show was nuts because Ray's put out a, a demo t- in 2019 and then the pandemic happened and we played maybe two shows in that time during the whole pandemic. Uh, but we didn't put any new material or anything like that but i have the entire raise demo like done on my computer i wrote the whole thing and then just sent it to the guys and i was like we'll change up like obviously i don't play guitar as well those do so i was like we'll have to change up some things but like here's the demos and everyone was fucking stoked and i was like cool so whatever i sent them that and then i think that kind of put it in the universe because we hadn't played a show in a bit and then like greg from uh like not dead yet was asked to play with ceremony and i was like holy fuck rays like rays hasn't played a show since like the friction thing last year like i thought they were gonna ask like friction or real world or any of these bands that are doing a lot more things sure but i guess like we're like on the punk side of hc more than we are on the metallic side and so those other bands are so i don't know i'm grateful we got fucking asked uh i did the worst thing ever i think in my life i asked the drummer of spy who was also the drummer of uh ceremony if i could borrow his kit because like the house kit fucking sucked ass. <laughs> and he actually was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, whoa, okay. I didn't expect that either. They were the coolest people ever. Mm-hmm. And they were so I didn't and know was... that the drummer of Spy is the same as the one in Ceremony. I I think he might be. I actually don't know. It's one of those classic things where like maybe he, like the, 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 the tour worked out because he could fill in for both bands. Sure, or maybe it was just filling in. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's the drummer of Ceremony. He's actually filling for Spy. I actually have no idea. But... <laughs> But uh, no, they were fucking great. Everyone was super cool. The show was packed out. We played second. Uh, yeah, we played second. And yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I don't know if you've been to that venue. It's called Expo Vintage. It's, I think it's like Vintage by the Pound, like Warehouse. Okay. Or it might be just like a vintage offsite. I actually have no idea. Like I've never been there outside of a show. Mm-hmm. Like a vintage warehouse. And the dude who runs it is fucking sick. He like and him and matt's massey and i'm pretty sure like house of fans had a hand in it they built like the fucking mini ramp in that place which became a stage for a while and i just caught wind that they're doing a show there i forget what show it is but they're building a stage right now okay i think it's for you know like 11 p.m records yes so i think it's for that 11 p.m like i think i think it's for that thing in march i'm oh, assuming okay yeah, yeah uh they're building a stage like maybe in the venue or on I mean, maybe makeshift stage on the mini ramp who knows but uh sure. Either way, like, it was so sick. Also, like, the mini ramp is cool because you can, like, run up the side and stage <laughs> into the crowd. Of- <laughs> and it gives people enough warning to catch you and shit. It's gnarly. Sure. It's the cool venue. But, yeah, when we got asked to play that, I was fucking so happy. I was, like, Ceremony was, like, maybe the first, like, when you when I got out of, like, metalcore and deathcore when I was younger and, like, someone showed me hardcore. It was, like, one of the first bands I think I found on my own. It was like ceremony and like brace war and like cruel hand and stuff like that. And I like, go just, you know, never stop listening to that band. They every record they've ever put out has been a completely different than the last one. And people hate that for some reason, but I fucking love it. And so when we, like I said, or we were kind of inactive when we got asked to play with them, it was like, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Yeah. I I hope that everyone at some point gets to play a skate park because it's like it is bucket list shit. Like Oh um, yeah, and it, it, it's a different energy. People are just rowdier because it's not they just they act crazy. <laughs> they just go right. nuts. Totally. That's the thing. It's like once you put a show in an unconventional space, I feel like it's almost like it it helps everyone relax a little bit. If someone's out there's like, no security there either, right? Like or if there is, I don't know, it's like plain clothes, it's like friends of friends and shit like that. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's the whole there's the whole like it kind of has this weird adolescent feeling where you're like, okay, cool, like I can it's a punk show. I'm supposed to go nuts and you can with no Right. It's like yeah. if I if uh it's I don't know, it's a weird thing where it's like when you're at a community center, it's like, oh, if I'm bleeding, I'm gonna bleed all over the carpet and then it's gonna be a whole yeah. thing. But it's like if I bleed in the half pipe, like who the fuck cares? <laughs> They're like, dude, someone did that yesterday, you did a fucking McTwist. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the the only time I've been able to do that um, is when Endgame went to play the Kill Room, which is in Hamilton, so not too far away from from where you're at. I was talking to someone about that yesterday. I was like telling someone, I was like, "You got to play the Kill Room," and they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "That's fucking sick. I want to skate there. <laughs> I play there so bad." Like, yeah, yeah. There needs to be a, a like Pacific um, a Kill Room show, hopefully in the nearest nearer future. There in the very near future, there is a Hamilton like Pacific show. I'll just say that because by the time oh. this, I mean I don't know when this is going to come out. When's it going to come out? Do we, you know? We can delay it if you want to tie it. No, so you can talk there's about no, it. no, there's no delay for me at all. I just, okay. I'm just wondering. Uh, so how much? Well, well, here's the thing. Our turnaround time. We have set it up in a way that if we wanted to put that, this out tomorrow, we could. But gotcha. it could be the following Friday. So still okay. in January, but we could push it to Friday. I'm not going to say where it is, but we're playing Hamilton, and it we played there in 2019 at the same fucking spot, and it was nuts. Okay. And it was two days before the pandemic, and it was completely sold out, and the photos are nuts. So I'm really painting a picture of what venue it is for people listening when they hear it, but I think we're announcing it within the next week. Okay. Cool. Well, I don't care. Oh, fuck, who cares? It's Hamilton. We're playing Hamilton. Come. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you get, like, off, you get kicked off like every fucking thing ever with no backing because I leaked a Hamilton show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been kicked off a show before because you leaked something? No, and I got in a fight with one of the promoters a long time ago during a gob show, and oh. he, he just kicked us off of it. And we were friends, so it didn't really matter. But uh, <laughs> like, more like I mean, after really, you know what I mean. But uh, uh, we didn't get kicked off, so it was fine. Okay. Uh, I don't think we ever been kicked off for anything. It was just we got in a fight. I think. He wanted us to help load in Gob's gear, and I was like, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Sneaky D's, no less. I like, got those fucking sure. stairs. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, you literally kiss my ass. Like, no. <laughs> and so I think I was late, and then when I got there, I was just like, I was really rude to him. And then he was like, you guys are off the fucking show. And I was like, whatever. And then and then it was resolved within 30 seconds, and it was fine. Right. But no. I hope that never happened. I don't want to get kicked off a show for nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't wish that on you guys at all. Um, speaking of venues, and you brought up Sneaky D's a few times. Mm-hmm. As a local, can you confirm or deny that? Because for those that don't know, Sneaky D's on the main level is a is a restaurant, and then the venue it's like is a, it's like a Mexican restaurant, just like nachos and like yes. Um, yeah. So the very first show that I went there, I was down. No, it wasn't the first show. It was the second show. But I was downstairs having I had nachos with a friend and a friend of mine, I think it might have been Luke, if I'm being completely honest, um, mm. expressed to me the the 
the the pipeline of sneaky D's bands come to play here and then in time those said musicians end up working at sneaky D's over the years and i was like are you really yeah. for real and the the guy who was like refilling my water was like it's true and i looked up and it was one of the members of structures and i was like what the fuck is going on I was going to say, so it was one of the dudes from, like, Nick from Structures, or was it Homie from fucking Flatliners? Was it the guy from fucking whatever? You know what I mean? Like, CKDs is, like, the place where, like, like if you're, like, a staple Toronto musician and you work in the service industry, like, you're going to work at CKDs at some I point in you. your career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because George, the owner of CKDs and Hard Luck, like, I fucking love that guy. I don't think he'd ever hire me at that place because, like, he knows how, like, <laughs> he knows how nuts I am. I mean, I know that I would not be able to deal with, like, his, like, I don't know. I feel like because we're friends, if he ever like be mean to me, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. So, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I'm like a baby about it. So, like, I don't know. Like, dude, like that guy's got like two sec ass venues, but like, he, uh, I know so many people that fucking come through there and just work there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's where music goes to die, but in a good way because yeah. they're playing still. They just have to get an adult job. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, when they're not on tour, right? They have to make money, so it's like, no, it's great. But it's yeah, a lot of musicians have come and gone from there. Holy shit. Right. Um, I haven't been there in a bit, so I don't know if the the structural integrity has been upgraded or it's the same or worse. But I swear, the first show that I went there, and I think it was um, don't say it, the floor. It was it's the floor. I knew you were gonna say the fucking floor. It's there and the hard luck. Um, no, but I the hard I, luck. I don't I don't notice it, and maybe it's because I don't, like, notice, I don't notice the hard luck either necessarily. But I have noticed. But sneaky D's, I knew you were gonna say the fucking floor. No, they have not upgraded it. But it's completely <laughs> to my knowledge. <laughs> like, but does it feel like a trampoline in certain spots? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think Is the first show I went there it was um I forget the other bands who were playing. Oh no, it was uh the first time I saw Kublai Khan. And I saw Gideon. And I've seen Gideon a couple times. But it was like, you know, that kind of like metallic hardcore with the new metal yeah. flavoring. But it's like, not a lot of people are moshing here. So like, I think Dan was like getting people to jump. And that was just like, oh, we're going to get into someone's fucking nachos downstairs. Dude, the like, floor, the, like you can't see it, but it feels, it feels like the floor in Jumanji. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. but like that i feel like i feel like i can safely say if like if it was an actual issue they would have dealt with it years ago because that place would not be there so fucking <laughs> die right. You know? right so i'm assuming maybe you know what maybe uh maybe we're gaslighting them actually and oh. there's actually no uh trampoline floor yeah sorry Bob, i yeah. redact I'm just, yeah, maybe I'm just, should, it's my truth. I'm just sharing my experience. Maybe you should like just chill, you know, like you're really yeah. ruining that. <laughs> Fucking chill, no, the man. Floor, the, floor, the floor there is fucked up. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a liability for sure. Like, I don't know. Um, what's with you putting ketchup on everything? Who told you that? I I have my sources. No, who the fuck told you that? <laughs> Dude, I love ketchup. Yes. What's, what's the most fucked up thing you put ketchup on? Did someone say I put ketchup on a cold cut sandwich? Did Luke tell you that? <laughs> Did he tell you that? I've I, never I was just <laughs> I was just told that you will put ketchup on anything. And I'm like, anything? Yeah, I will, but but like no, I won't put it on anything. I'm like, okay, dude, like you telling me like, okay, this is the problem. I would get like a fucking burger from somewhere and I'd be like, can I just get lettuce, cheese, bacon, ketchup, and like pickles? 
And, and I'm like, I don't want onions or like this or whatever. And everyone go, ketchup. Like, they <laughs> came this whole fucking joke. And then Greg made the joke. And like, I said something I didn't want to eat somewhere. I think we were like bickering on a tour one time. I didn't want to eat somewhere. And they go, oh, fuck. Well, you're going to eat ketchup and cold cuts anyways. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, what the fuck? And it became this inside joke. And I just got roasted for it. And it's funny. Like, I feel like I put ketchup on three fucking things. It's like a burger, a hot dog. Everything else? No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, those two are normal. And where's Dude, the Dude, I the swear to God, I don't know where that fucking comes from. The ketchup on. Like, no. I can even catch spray, but like, dude, I'm not putting it on a fucking... I'm not eating a fucking steak and putting ketchup on it. Or I'm not eating a fucking blooming onion and putting fucking ketchup on it, you know? Like, I'm good. Like, fuck Luke. <laughs> what's, what's the worst condiment? Yellow mustard. Yeah, I like yellow it. mustard. I like, I like just regular ass mustard. I think I like Dijon or like honey mustard better. But mm. yellow mustard's fine. I just like I eat it, but like I just that's my least favorite, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Sauerkraut? Fuck that. Like <laughs> actually no, that's a lie. Sauerkraut's fine. Relish. I don't fuck with relish. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. If you want to fuck with the pickles, like I love pickles. Like, I mean, I don't like love love. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, pickle on everything, bacon, bacon, like fucking bacon trip you probably t-shirt. have trauma from the pickle guy at, at your work yeah fuck that guy no, uh, <laughs> no relish is just like i don't know it's just nasty it's like a fucking spread like i've never met know. anyone that rides for relish if you do i feel like they should be <laughs> in cam h i don't know <laughs> <laughs> fucked up maybe don't put that part in maybe don't put that part in. i'm gonna get canceled for that one for sure <laughs> We'll retract that. We'll retract okay, that. Okay, okay. We'll retract it. Walk that one's back. bad. That one's bad. <laughs> Relish is for people that are fucked. Jordan, Jordan, just bleep that part. Yeah. Relish for a fucking, I don't know. No, you're right. No one rides for Relish. Like, I've never been like, oh, I love Relish. My favorite condiment. It's like, mm. oh, are you good? Are you okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you need to be checked into a psych ward? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like, this is this is asylum activity. Like, are you good? <laughs> right. Um. Okay, a couple other fun out-of-context questions. Oh, God, I'm ready. Let's go. Who is Tammy Cornpipe? <laughs> Jordan is out of his chair. Talk to you. <laughs> Dude, I've said I'm trying to up my Nardwar game for the interviews. And... This is fault. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Sammy Cornpipe is uh, me and my friend Brendan's alter ego when we get really drunk and put on wigs. Okay. <laughs> and I don't. I think he made up the name, and I made a video with it on a voice filter. Is that where you saw that video? Is I that think what it so. is? Yeah, yeah. Not you. Okay. Oh yeah. my god, the deepest cut. This is worse <laughs> than normal. Like, when's the last time Ten- Tammy Cornpipe made made an appearance? I feel like she changes her name every other week. Mm. Like my friend Donnie, like for some reason, his favorite. Uh, his favorite like name for a drag queen is like Stephanesica. It's like Stephanie and Jessica put together. I'm like, it's not funny. <laughs> like Stephanesica. Stephan- That's combining two white people names. I know. And so I love like that. We would just pick a bunch of random names. I think Tammy Cornpipe was it. Or <laughs> uh, there was one, there was one her name before was Connie Conpiper. <laughs> That's too many C's. I know, dude. Like if, if, we all have ADHD and learning disabilities, and we think it's funny. 
like we think it's fucking funny dude yeah. get the fuck out of here with that one now, now my brain i'm trying to combine two <laughs> white lady names as one uh jessica michelle Jeshelle. Jeshelle. yeah <laughs> but then the last name's got to be like something like boring like a toronto street name like Jeshelle bathurst or something. <laughs> <laughs> if there's someone listening to this podcast who's willing to name their newborn Jeshelle bathurst and then whatever your last <laughs> name is well, yeah, the hyphen, the hyphen. Literally, all this liquid death is yours. I'll, I'll just put it out into the world because if it hap- uh, if that happens, I'd be like, wow. My friend Donnie like made up a. We were like, what would our, our old joke was like me, my friend Donnie. Actually, Donnie used to play in Wild Side. He was a guitar player. Mm. Right, you might have you ever seen like on my fucking social media the big gay dude with the mustache? He's always like the big fat guy. He's like fucking moth, like an idiot, and like <laughs> at like the most normal places. Sure, he's nuts. Uh, and me, him, and Brennan talk about going out and drag. Just like one day, would we just shave off like our facial hair and like go and drag to a bar and like incognito try to like <laughs> like free drinks or something? It's like fucking stupid. And Is we're that like, a yeah, thing in incognito no. drag. No, I no, I don't think so. But I think I think that we were just gonna do it because like we were like we it would just be weird if us three ugly ass dudes did it. <laughs> I'm like, we should just we should just do it, and we just never have done it. But we've thought of so many fucking names over the years. That's why probably Tammy Cornwife and Connie. I Cornwife. see. I see. But Don, Donnie's uh, uh, maybe I'm ruining the premiere. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. But Donnie's like drag name that he want said he wants to do. It's so boring. He wants to call himself Drag Queen Man, but pronounced like Drag Queen Man. God. <laughs> That's it. And then we're, we're like, dude, that's like so boring. He's like, it's great. <laughs> it's not. So that's the lore of uh, fucking Tammy Cornwife. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a no name. Like, you know what's you know what's funny? Because we we've had to reschedule a couple of things for this call. I was calling yeah. Jordan on the way here, like producer Jordan, and I was like, yeah. there are a couple of things in here that I can't remember exactly the context of because we've changed the date so many times. So I'm I'm glad that I asked that because seems to have made your day dude that i just like i haven't thought about that besides like and that's something like me and two other people say to each other and like kind of like in like close quarters kind of thing so i'm like in the world i forgot that i put that on the internet so like the world knowing that is so trippy like, right yeah now it's extended because now it's on the podcast forever it's very extended yeah, yeah of course um one of the last questions <laughs> Which is not a a deep cut. I think this, if people follow you on Twitter or on, or on social media, I I f- I feel like people can pick up on that. Lay it on me. Hate, why do you hate the Ar- Arkell so much? <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know, man. It's because okay, dude. I got a story. Because <laughs> all right, I worked at a denim shop, and the one dude from the Arkells came in, and he fucking. I was like, we had the same producer at the time. And I was like, hey, like, we have the same producer. And I was, like, really nice to him and talked to him. And I had fucking hemmed his pants for him. And he was, like, such a dick to me. And I don't know why. It wasn't a dick. He was just, like, really off-putting and rude. And I had, like, normal questions. Like, oh, yeah, like, who would he, like, and we was the only ones in the store. So, like, it wasn't, like, embarrassing him at all. I was, like, mm-hmm. it was too I was, like, yeah, so what's going on with the new record and shit? Like, what's going on with you guys? Like, you guys or whatever? And he was, like, yeah. He's, like, yeah, didn't you guys put out something, yeah, like, like a month ago? Like, the way he said everything was, like, so rude to me. And I was, mm. I, I was like, smiling, like, being like, yeah, like, I got half a fucking customer service face, you know? Like, <laughs> that's just a dick. And I was like, all right, fuck that man forever. Even, like, they, they come to me and be like, hey, we're going to give you a million dollars. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't know. Fuck that band. Also, I don't know. I just like I hate that kind of music. It's just like I I can't even talk. I'm in a fucking pop punk band. Where am I going with this? <laughs> Where am I going with this? I don't know. I just don't I, like I'm surprised them. that uh I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like the the Toronto area and you you can be plugged in a little bit more. I didn't even know that they were from Toronto. Um, but I was just kind of like yeah, one of those Canadian bands, you know, like there's one of those Canadian bands that like hmm. plays ball stadiums and shit and like good for them. They make money. But I'm like, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I will write stadium inspired hits, but I will not. I will go back and listen to Duck Duck Goose before I go and fucking <laughs> listen to the Arkells. You know, like I will go back and listen to, I don't know, any other bad fucking. X Has band. that been the only in-person run-in that you've had? Yeah, and I I know I'm talking shit about that one dude. I don't even know if he was in the band. I just know he works for them. He works for them. Oh, I see. I don't even know if he's in the Guilty in the by band. association, Jordan. Well, I just like just fuck that band forever because that one guy. But uh <laughs> no, uh, oh, I have one other one I can say because I think this is really funny and sure. I don't really care if I ever tries to come kick my ass or anything like that. Cause like what's he gonna do? Buy a plane ticket? Like, no. Uh I loved the story of the year growing up. I loved story of the year growing up, and I met that dude. And he was like insanely rude to me and made fun of me for wearing my uh like we went to an emo night in like St. Louis or something like that because it was like after like a show. Mm. I think like I think it was like Halloween, like Story had played or something. And uh he was guest DJing after or some shit and he was just really rude to me. And we heard that if you could come in with the like your laminate, you could get in you don't have to pay the 10 bucks or whatever. And we we're like, oh, oh okay. we'll just use the to get in. So he used it and he was like, what are you guys on fucking tour? And then he roasted us and then I told him our band name and he roasted us. And I was just like, all right. And then I thought about kicking the shit out of him and I didn't. So <laughs> left. Uh, and that guy has no idea who I am because he was fucking wasted. But uh, yeah, fuck that guy too. How did he roast your band name? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like shit like that. And I was like, I don't know what a story of the year means. You get a fucking deviant art. <laughs> I don't know, just shit like that. Like he just like. I, I i i think you just like at the moment i got defensive he just started roasting me like, i was like oh I, we, I didn't want to pay any money to get in, he, he yeah. get in for- i'm not here he to like, choose oh, violence i'm here to, for, for emo <laughs> and i'm like okay so that like i mean i definitely whipped that fucking valley village story of the year cd as far as i could over a no pro so. <laughs> <laughs> whipped like this not like this we do that I, for bands that we like <laughs> i went like that, you know? oh the double the double whip so nice. yeah, no, I mean, I, oh man, this is like a, I love this. This is like a hater podcast for me today. <laughs> like, we got, we got Toby Morris. So... Like we got fucking. Yeah. How many Freud. enemies am I making from this guy? A guy who works on the arc, a guy who works for the Arkells. I don't know. Dude, these are just people who are mean to me. So fuck them. Pickle, like, pickle man. Um, with the fedora pickle man though, I will swing on side. Pickle man. He's done. He's done. If he comes into my bar, I'm, I'm taking the charge. I think that sucks. <laughs> I just, poor fashion outfit. Like i'm good yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna subdue you with that fedora yeah just like maybe i'll get into fedoras actually maybe it might be another personality mm. i do that yeah, yeah. i got a, i actually have a really terrible hat beside me that someone thought that would be a really great hat for me to have like this bucket hat and i was like oh i won't be wearing that and then i was like no i definitely won't be wearing that <laughs> so. it's the classic <laughs> oh what's the brim oh okay it's a no for me yeah, no, that's a yeah. That's, I'll stick to the gag like, hat, please. That's like I put that hat on sometimes and take photos and like send it to the group chat and like that's about it. So <laughs> I, I should probably throw it out, but whatever. Um, last question, and this is yeah. a selfish question, and I'm only thinking about this because you have the Degrassi like uh photo on the back. Yep. Is it 
is it very uh cheesy or touristy to be the minute that you play uh toronto for the first time you're like yo was drake gonna come to the show no it's funny i don't think drake put toronto on the map for sure in the last 10 years um I think the I don't think anyone ever does that, but I think the corniest part was all the Drake merch that Toronto bands make. Like, but we did it too. So like oh, I okay. I mean like I think it's just like we just hop on a trend. So we did like the OVO owl thing. I'm almost positive we got a season desist from that. I don't remember. What? Yeah, I'm almost positive we did, but like I mean, I don't really care. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we made like we made like 250 bucks off of it. That guy made like fucking millions in yeah. the first quarter. <laughs> Let's chill out. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. I mean, I get it. We did rip it off, but it was, I don't know. It was a playful rip off. It had the OVO owl mm-hmm. and it said on table's very own. Yeah. Um, what, what's very funny. And this will be, um, this is just a personal anecdote. So when Endgame played Toronto for the first time, it was like, everyone's like, yo, like, you know, we're doing, you know, all these Drake jokes in our group chat. And then <laughs> there's this, we were putting out a split at the time that we had a song called playing for keeps and i found i think it was our vocalist found a clip of drake saying on a podcast like he's like just going off on his you know you know drake x kanye just you know spiels of whatever but he said yeah. you know this ain't a game out here we're playing for keeps and i was like yo let's that's like, different let's... that's sick did you play that as an intro yeah but no one <laughs> knew that it was it was like i was like oh did you like that drake sample and they're like what like no one, no one caught it. It, it felt that it that was is, like that is a little. I'll be honest. That's a little strange because people ride for him so hard here that I'm mm-hmm. like really surprised by that. But mm-hmm. also kind of sick. That's a hard intro. Yeah. Um. But what's funny about that clip is that out of all like, there was I think in the you know when you watch a video on YouTube you get all the recommended ones. I watched. Mm-hmm. I guess he was like on an SNL um bit where he had. Like the bit is Drake like gets like someone jokingly says something that's like kind of like sarcastic. And then he and then he writes like a diss track about that person. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know right. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't remember too well, but I remember like the scenario of him, someone saying something and being like, I'm going to write about this. And it's like a fucking diss track. And it's like, yeah, funny as- but everyone's yeah. like, oh, did you not tie your shoes? Ha ha ha. And there's like everyone's on to the next thing. And it's like Drake's like like fantasizing about just like destroying just have a fucking yeah just like yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like he, he makes the diss track yeah dude i remember that so fucking well yeah but yeah. the the reason i bring that up is like in his like you know like diss track song he has a line where it's like you used to be my friend now we're foes for life and i was like uh there's there's a song on the new uh end game record that's called foes for life so it's like trying to connect those two <laughs> worlds through just like a random drake ism like yeah that no one's gonna know but it's a great lyric so it doesn't fucking matter yes yes you know well i mean they might know now that we have this podcast out here you know right so um yeah so jordan this has been super fun i'm glad that we finally got to make it happen uh as you know the very last question that i ask every guest who comes on the show is a favorite mosh story that they would like to share so that's anything that's first your mind something gruesome wholesome happened to I got you it right i got it right now i got it right now in my head got it I, right now hit, hit me with it the year's 2008 i go to see grave maker four year strong and set your goals uh i love set your goals and four year strong grave maker is new to me but i really like the song time heals nothing it's the only song i know by them because i just heard them like a month before 
Bohemian Sea is a perfect record. I just want to Oh, it's that. great. It's fucking great. And so uh, I'm like 17 years old, just getting into like the heavier side of hard, or, like getting into like hardcore, I guess, as opposed to like deathcore, like whatever, and all the adjacent genres. Right. And uh, so whatever. Uh, Gravemaker plays first. And they, I think they open with Tommy on thing or they end. I don't remember. But either way, it's worth the reverb in Toronto. It's like this old ass venue and has two pillars, but they're like little poles, but they're like on opposite sides of the pit. And most people hang around them, like on the side. That's what kind of where the end of the side of the pit is, because we're ends, because you can't really go any further. Sure. And so, I'm 17 years old, probably weigh 105 pounds, <laughs> fucking on the side of like this. In time heals, nothing starts, and I'm like, I'm like, let's go. I'm at the front of the stage, and I'm like running across the front of the stage, like thinking I'm like Mr. Tough Guy. And then fucking Dan O'Connor from Four Years Strong knocks me out. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> just. Didn't like it wasn't like targeted target, but he it was like like I mean like he like ran like he like moshed and I'm sure he hit me like this or I don't know if it was like this on the side, but I got knocked out. It was and a stray limb. Yeah, something some like that. I don't yeah. really remember too much, but I got knocked right the fuck out and fell over, and everyone kept moshing, and I got picked up, and then I was just like stood on the side with a tummy ache, like fucking <laughs> the rest of the show. Um, but yeah, no, I got my ass beat by Dan O'Connor. And I told him that on Warp Tour, and I swear to God, he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, I was like, dude, you're a homophobe now, bro. You're canceled. <laughs> that is so <laughs> funny. Fucking done. Like, no, I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah. But uh no, dude, that was like I I'm that's my about favorite. to hit send right now. <laughs> <laughs> Career ender. No, I uh yeah, like I that was definitely the the craziest moss story was that. Do I have any other ones? No, but there's a really cringy version of a version, a video of me moshing to agitator on the internet. Oh, yeah. Do, do you want to leave it there and have people try to find it, or do you want to drop what video it is? It's in Canada. I'll just tell you that much. Agitator in Canada, and it's okay. really awkward. The treasure hunt it, begins. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very corny. There's a couple. Clip, I posted the clip before on my Instagram story, and it got I got all my friends were like, "Dude, you look fucking dumb," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I do," but I, that's. Y'all wore khaki shorts and little vans. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 2023. It's time to leave that in the past. Um, I mean, Jordan, the super fun chat. Um, anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to plug or anything you want to send the people off with? Um, I don't know. I got like, I don't really, I don't know. Keep listening to like Pacific is all I'm going to say. So I can keep doing things. But also like, I don't know. I'm going to have more music come out this year. I got another band. I'm starting with some guys from Friction and Ray's. Okay. Um, I'll be doing vocals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we have a new uh, thing coming out, but that's about it. Um, it, it is it hardcore or? Yes, totally. Okay. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll be Morris. Don't come to my fucking house and kick my ass, I guess. <laughs> I don't like you, but you'll clearly beat me up. <laughs> that's it. Right. No, um, it's really cool. You know, as we get into more. Um, people within other genres like i think the I, I think with the the trickle down of of some things that are more in the emo and the pop punk world like it was very important to me to, to you know ke to keep it canadian as maddie matheson has once said and uh and, and have you on so um dude this has been a great chat i i hope that uh we're gonna be crossing paths um if not once multiple times this year yeah totally i i'm assuming you're coming to hold your ground this year again yeah yes of course you're reworking it so right 
Uh, and then I'm trying to think of what else is in Ontario that's happening that is like a bigger show. I don't know. I don't think anything coming up really. Is yeah. There? Well, uh, there's a couple things. I'm going to Montreal for Montreal Madhouse. Um, that's February. what that is. Okay. No. So it's Montreal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So who's playing that? Uh, all Montreal bands, which I'm so excited about. Is did oh, I don't know if this is a thing. Did Gasm get announced on that? Like, are they doing it? Like, randomly uh, Gasm is not playing. Maybe like category doing category five one four is Prowl's obviously okay. playing. Um, I'm just pulling up the flyer. Um, Excess, yeah, I- Desecrate, Kennedy, Deadbolt, um, Bruise Weight, Cloned Apparition, Phase. I love Phase. Oh man, that's yeah. fun as fuck. Should be a good time. Yeah, that's like as fuck. When is that? Uh, it's February. Oh, so it's soon. Holy shit. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Gotta book, gotta book my flight. <laughs> fucking flight. Yeah. I'm, going to, um, I'm going to see fly in March in Los Angeles. And like, I gotta book my fucking flight. And you know, that's <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan and I have to get out of this call to book some flights, but dude, again, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Course, man. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you guys.